Today's episode of Spawned is brought to you by the new middle grade novel, The Terrible Two Get Worse, the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. And also Organifi Green Juice. No chopping, no cleanup, no shopping. It ships straight to your home. Just go to OrganifiShop.com slash Spawned and enter coupon code Spawned for 20% off your order. Hello and welcome to Spawn, the common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And according to a recent iTunes review, we're in our own class, Liz. I think that's a good thing. I hope so. <laughs> hey, I'm Liz Gumbiner. And I'm Kristen Chase, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we're going to talk about the massive controversy over the dangers of snow ice cream. <laughs> and then we've got big news for topic two. It's the new curvy Barbie. Just out today. And finally, of course, as always, we'll close out our show with each of our cool picks of the week. So first of all, I just have to say, Kristen, we're not in the same room together today. I know. Is that, is that why I sound like I'm talking into a tin can? <laughs> I like it. It's like chatting on the phone. Old school. Pre-texting. Taking it way back. I know. This is what the snow has done to us. It's kept you snowed in outside Philly where you live and uh, enjoying the warmth. <laughs> Plus, I think it was just an excuse not to have to shovel your walk again. <laughs> you might be right. But you know what, Liz? Between our shows from last week and this week, we had some things happen. We did. Well, um, you know, besides the storm, first of all, I feel so bad. I jinxed Abe Vigoda. Do you think it was you? Were you solely responsible? I, I, I am. I have that power. <laughs> we were talking about rock stars dying and famous people dying. And I talked about the awesome Abe Vigoda Twitter feed that always tweets that I'm still alive. And literally the next day he died. <laughs> All right. So it's awful. <laughs> I feel terrible. I can't talk about anybody else dying ever because I have magic black magic powers or something. Well, and then I have to laugh because you kept saying legend when you were referring to the movie with David Bowie. And you know what? I don't know what's sillier, the fact that you kept referring to legend or the fact that I didn't know. I had no idea what you were talking I about. I always do that. People that know me know that I constantly, like, mix up people's names, celebrity names. Like, um, I, like I've called the guy that walked on the moon Louis Armstrong. <laughs> You got one part of it right. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, David Bowie was not in the movie Legend. That was Tom Cruise. And I'm extra, extra sorry to David Bowie for confusing you in any way with Tom Cruise. David Bowie is actually in the weird movie Labyrinth. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the snow as our first topic, because holy crap, I know that, that a lot of you listeners might not be in the Northeast, but I'm sure we've got a bunch that are. And we got slammed we did jonas which was one for the record books where i live in brooklyn it was like 30 inches 30 inches of snow yeah and i had 24 and not the good kind of inches liz <laughs> <laughs> i thought lengths didn't matter Kristen. i don't know when you get older liz you take what you can get get out the yardstick we got snow so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I'm sure people on the West Coast are like, shut up already with the Jonas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy my book by the pool. Okay, but you got toboggan shamed, which I have to say, first of all, I haven't heard the word toboggan in at least 15 yes, years. Yes, this is, okay, here's the new thing. 
So we've talked about sanctimonies a little bit, right? And I, I like, eh, once your kids get older, I, I mean, I tend to be over it a bit. Like, I'm pretty secure with my parenting choices. And, <laughs> you know, if you're upset with how long I breastfed 10 years ago, have at it. Um, however, I was coming in from the snow on Sunday. I was taking my oldest daughter to a birthday party, by the way, in which they were going to have a giant outdoor scavenger hunt for an hour. And my youngest one just wanted to stay in and play just dance. <laughs> so that's what we did. And as I'm coming in, I run into a mom I know who's, who's bringing in like, you know, little toboggans and saucers and whatever. And they, they go in my neighborhood and sled down a dog run, a big hill. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I said to her, oh, that looks so fun. You know, you're making me think I should finally go out and get a toboggan. And she looked at me and said, you didn't take your children out tobogganing today? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm like, did I just get toboggan shamed? <laughs> Was that like in the parenting list of things you have to do to be a good mom? Cheers. Meanwhile, I have to interrupt and to say to the listeners, now is a fantastic time. If you want to play the toboggan drinking game, <laughs> take a sip of your wine every time Liz says the word toboggan. <laughs> Or how about every time we say the word shamed, because that may come up a few times in this episode. But that wasn't like the biggest thing this weekend. No, it was worse. It got even worse because we got shamed over snow ice cream. I know. You uh, uh, Look, snow ice cream to me is like childhood, right? You take snow, yes. put it in a bag, salt, sprinkles, blah, you got snow ice cream. We all know you don't eat the yellow snow. But not salt, Liz. Put sugar in there. Sugar in it. Okay, there you go. Salt <laughs> is if you've got ice. Well, you're fancy. You are in Brooklyn. Maybe there's something we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, if I was reading Cool Mom Picks as closely as I should, I would have read the recipe for snow ice cream. But what I know is that, like, you know, freshly fallen snow, that's kind of one of the joys of childhood, yes. right? Catching snowflakes on yes. your tongue. And so you posted this recipe on uh, Facebook, and one of our readers pointed out a very <laughs> alarmist article about the dangers of eating fresh snow. <laughs> Did she point out an article about the dangers of breathing air? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we'll link up the the article link on our site. And basically, look, here's the way I see it, is that a magazine wanted to get a little SEO action for people searching for snow ice cream. So they do a post that says, why snow ice cream could be hazardous to your health. And it was all about how, like, it can catch particles of pollution and you could be eating microscopic dust particles and I don't know what you know uh, evidently it's okay for us to breathe this crap every day but not to catch it on like the snowflake the size of the head of a pin on our tongues how much snow ice cream are you really eating I mean I think I just told my kids to walk out to the middle of the yard put some of the top snow aside and grab from the middle I mean really what it's just like don't eat the yellow snow that's it well here's, right? the, ah! <laughs> well, here's the thing I actually really appreciated this reader sharing it with us because, you know, it's good to know that stuff. And I know parents are pretty anxious about, especially with their kids and their health and things like that, that we may not know. However, if you read the article past the headline, what their final conclusion was, all the researchers that we talked to actually said when it came down to it, they would let their kids eat snow. <laughs> ah, see, it's damn clickbait crap. Yeah. And then I found another one that actually said it's more dangerous to eat the snow that might be in your backyard in a suburban area because of the dangers of pesticides. Oh my goodness. 
So anyway, I think the moral is everything is dangerous. Everything will kill you one day. Wrap them in a bubble. <laughs> Go eat some snow ice cream with sprinkles because I don't know. How much could a kid really eat that it would hurt them? I don't know. But you know what? I would love to hear from our listeners. I mean, did you guys make snow ice cream, snow cones? If you're in California, are you tired of us talking about winter storm jokes? <laughs> Please, you can let us know by tweeting us at cool mom picks with a hashtag spawn show catch us on facebook or email us spawned at coolmompicks.com. and next up we're going to be talking about the brand new curvy barbie dolls but first this the terrible two get worse is the hilarious sequel to the terrible two which spent over 10 weeks on the new york times bestseller list Published by Amulet Books, the series has turned the world upside down and is perfect for fans of Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. The authors are longtime best friends and certified pranksters, Mac Barnett and Jory John, who are bent on prankster domination in this new installment. And I have to say, Mac Barnett recently visited Kristen's son's school and signed books. So now we're all about Mac Barnett and anything he happens to write. So check out this great book that shows kids how they can work with their elders to solve problems. So some interesting news broke this morning, Kristen. Big news. Big curvy news. As of today, (laughs) which is Thursday when we're recording this, Mattel just made available their brand new line of curvy Barbie dolls. Yeah, it's the Time cover story. It is. It's a, a pretty big deal. And we put we did a post about them on Cool Mom Picks today. We show you what they look like front, back, and side. We show you what they look like compared with the traditional Barbie dolls. And they also, by the way, have a, a series of tall dolls for people like you, Kristen. Yes. <laughs> I have been searching my whole life for a very tall and ridiculously skinny Barbie. <laughs> my, my, my 15-year-old self is thrilled right now. And then they also have petite ones. So I think the idea is that they're now trying to normalize all different kinds of body types and that everybody can be into fashion. In fact, it's called the fashionista line, which I took a little issue with because, you know, what happened to the whole Barbie of last year that was all about imagination and you could be a nuclear physicist and... Barbie encourages your dreams. Oh, Liz, curvy girls can't be scientists. You know that. Well, not yet. I'm hoping they will be soon. Right now, they're just fashionistas. But, you know, what we said is overall, we thought this is awesome. I mean, this is really cool. In fact, if you look at them side by side, the original Barbie now looks a little sickly. <laughs> like, I'm worried for her. It lightly. Her I head's going to fall off her little body. Yeah, I mean, people have some really strong opinions about this. We put it up on our Facebook page, um, but especially on Instagram, because we have that side-by-side photo up there, people have been weighing in about their thoughts, and especially about that side-by-side, because they're, like, talking about what you should call the old Barbie. Because when you look at the traditional classic Barbie next to what they're calling the curvy Barbie, which we'll talk about that in a minute— it is striking. The difference is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, you were saying curvy Barbie should actually be called regular Barbie <laughs> because she looks more like a person now and like not like regular this. regular Barbie that I might actually pass walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, the comments have been really interesting. And, and, you know, one of the things I wanted to point out in our post is that, you know, I don't want this to lead to like shaming skinny girls either. And sometimes we talk about, quote, real women. And you know what? All women are real women. Even if you're skinny you're a real woman and when people say things like oh real women can't wear a size zero 
Yeah, they can. There are real women out there who are size zero, which is why size zero clothes are available. That said, Barbie's original proportions are such that if a real person had them, you'd be dead. Yeah. (laughs) You'd have no ribs. Super unrealistic. And I mean, look, I think it's important for us to say that I mean, at least for me, I am happy overall that they've done this line. There Also, there are lots of eye shades. There are skin tones and colors that represent a wide array of, of female, uh, you know, figures and people. So I think that's awesome. And you know what? Let's just, like, talk about some of the positive comments we've read. You know, we've got one hot mama mm-hmm. on our feed that says, I like it. She spent an hour or so last night with her 10-year-old, calming her down and drying her tears over the size of a bathing suit she tried on. Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes. And so she's happy to have these. And now you said that you've heard of issues with your 11-year-old's friends in class. Yeah, I absolutely. She's talking about her 10-year-old daughter. I have an 11-year-old daughter, and they are making fun of her because she doesn't have or doesn't know what thigh gap is. That's disgusting. Can I say that? And you know what? I'm going to call it out, and I'm not being PC or whatever, but like that comes from the parents. How the hell does an 11-year-old know what thigh gap is and that she should have one? That's really disturbing. It's disturbing because I think you hear rumblings of this. You hear about, you know, teens and tweens um, worried about their weight and their size. And you think, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, I don't talk about my weight or size in the house. And I'm really careful about what she sees and what she reads. But guess what? It is real because I heard it with my own two ears. She's even had people tell her she's not thin enough. And if you saw my daughter. I know your daughter. She's like super thin. It's gross. And you know what? I don't even want to say thin or not thin. She's a normal, adorable, healthy 11-year-old girl that shouldn't even be thinking about that stuff. So that really bums me out. But that that's why I think this curvy Barbie for better for worse is a really good start because these things do have influence and they permeate the culture. And, you know, one of the things that I wrote about in the post is the Clark doll test, which I think a lot of people have seen in various iterations, which it was actually done years ago when it was to prove how much, um, race is, uh, tied to self-esteem. And what the original tested was they asked girls, uh, young girls at the time. Now they do it with boys and girls and they ask girls of different races, um, to look and evaluate a black baby doll versus a white baby doll and describe which one was the prettiest, which was the nicest, which is good, which is bad. And I can just say it's horrifying and disturbing to watch because, you know, especially back then, the, the white doll was always the good one, the nice one, the pretty one. And, and think about how that affects these girls of color who are saying that about dolls that look like them. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that having more diversity in terms of dolls, not even diversity, um, you know, there's diversity in terms of race, but just more realistic depictions of what kids look like these days. You know, not everybody is like pure white or pure African-American. Like people are all, you know, blended and beautiful. And you can't even tell the race of a lot of people these days because, you know, people have such varied and diverse and interesting backgrounds. And so I like seeing lots of different kinds of girls that reflect the real girls that I see around my neighborhood every single day. Yeah, you know, it's I totally agree with you. I think what we're seeing in the comments on Instagram, too, specifically, and I'm sure they're going to start popping up on Facebook as well, is that we girls need to be able to see the array of what's actually out there. And for so long, they've only seen a very limited view. 
what they're getting on TV, what they're getting in magazines. And that's, it's, it's, this, I think is a great start. And I think, you know, a lot of people were turned off by Barbie. There are a lot of parents that are weighing in and saying, you know what, I wasn't a Barbie fan and this is changing my mind a little bit. So that's, that's a big plus for Mattel. I think that's great. I think it's really smart, you know, marketing for them, but I think it's also just keeping up with the zeitgeist and how people think and talk these days. And like, you know, it's taken this many years to drag Barbie kicking and screaming into the 21st century, but I, I think it's really smart. But then we have some commenters and there's actually an interesting discussion going on on my Facebook page right now. It's Liz Gumbiner. It's actually a public post if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. And people are saying really thoughtful, interesting things. And I wanted to quote my friend and Kristen James, another Kristen, not you, Kristen. Um, and she's a curvy girl herself. And she's saying how much she likes the diversity and she agrees with our um, premise overall. But she brings up some good points. She says, I have to ask why when I look at the website, is it even segmented by body type? It's nuts. Because when you look at the website, it says original Barbie, curvy Barbie, petite Barbie, and tall Barbie, right? She says, why put the adjective on it at all? We're teaching young girls right off the bat to classify one another by body type. And even if curvy is a nicer word than the others, this comes from the part of me who grew up with these issues and the brand strategist in me. And I think that's a really fair point. No, we've got other people weighing in with the same point. You know, our own Lisa Barnes, who runs um, our sponsorship program, she said the same thing. She said, wouldn't each of your girls describe a Barbie totally differently? It would be a reflection of how they see themselves. So what what six-year-old describes themselves as curvy? And why should they be? Well, I'm wondering if the if the dolls say curvy on the box or if that's just on the website. I'm actually looking right now to try to see if I can see what the box looks like, because I think that will make a difference. You know, you can't see it. The, the other thing is I think that Barbie purchases, a lot of them come from parents and with parent influence and as a yes. gift, right? Yes. And so you don't necessarily have to identify like, here's your curvy Barbie, Kristen's kids. You know, you could just <laughs> simply buy the curvy one. So I think the success of this, a lot of it in part is going to come from the gift givers, the parents, the aunts, the grandmothers, and what they choose. Like, are they ready to buy them the curvy one or do they still want the, like, you know, super skinny eating disorder looking one with the long blonde hair? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I'm thinking about what's going to happen when kids go into the store. Right. You know, and and maybe it's not going to be our kids. Maybe this is going to be something that our grandkids, dare I say, Liz, our grandchildren. Uh, No, stop. Will not not have to And just so you know, they have a blue hair doll, but not like blue hair old ladies like us. (laughs) She's more (laughs) like a Katy Perry blue hair. (laughs) Well, you know, let me just just chime in with, and this is not necessarily my opinion, it's a little devil's advocate, but is, you know, do we really need, I mean, really, do we need role models? Is Barbie really a role model? Isn't she just a doll, Liz? Yeah, and I I mean, I like, I get that too. And I think, you know, who has the most influence is parents, obviously. However, I don't think you can underestimate the fact that the media, pop culture, the toys we play with, and that, um, you know, the test, the Clark test about dolls is proof of that. That stuff has great influence on our kids. And so when they're always seeing dolls that are white or dolls that are skinny or dolls that are female only, 
or if the only you know baby dolls are made for girls that that sends messages that really get into kids heads and there's tons of research and I know I'm the data nerd that's good go for it but yes it does matter it does make a difference also because Mattel is really a leader and they have huge distribution and if they're like hey Target you're gonna carry our curvy dolls then Target's gonna carry their curvy dolls and that can also influence like how many Me Too companies are we gonna start seeing now right yeah, well, good. I mean, I hope there will be. It's funny, last night at my son's hockey practice, I was talking to some of the other moms, and one of whom played hockey herself and was trying to get her, I think, six-year-old daughter to play. Mm-hmm. And the daughter refused, 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 and said, it's only the boys that play. I only see boys that play. So I don't want to play because girls don't play hockey. And, you know, my heart sank because it, this is what we, if we don't think it matters, like if we don't think it matters that there's only guys playing football or professional baseball and, and, and the role models of women are currently, other than the Dove commercials, basically super, super thin, very, very young women, yeah. then we're wrong. I, I, we're just wrong if we don't think it matters. I, I think that's a good point. So there, you answered your own question. <laughs> I played, uh, I don't know, that was a devil's advocate. <laughs> but, uh, but I think actually they bring up a really good point that I hadn't even thought about myself, which is that if we're classifying them as curvy versus original is what they're calling it, then what are we saying? But I also understand that there's going to be a lot of parents out there searching for the curvy versions. And so they kind of need to have that so that they can sell the dolls in the first place, right? Yeah, I guess. And I mean, then they're going to have issues with the clothing not fitting. And how's that going to be? I know. I've thought about that. Like, what happens when you try to put your mom's vintage skipper outfit on new curvy Barbie? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the real world, girls. (laughs) This is what happens. Is it? it, And then maybe it's like, instead of curvy, they could make like postpartum Barbie. I know. (laughs) I was saying I wanted to see if there's ones that are going to reflect me, like muffin top Barbie. Like, when are they coming out with that? Or, you know, for me, middle-aged, wiggly child. Bicep Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and for for folks out there that have younger kids, I have to say that yes, it does. And Liz, you mentioned this. It parents do have a lot of influence. So when you're starting off buying dolls and toys for your boys and girls, that does matter. But really, as your kids get older, and it's interesting, I just read a Facebook update by um, Glennon over at Momastery. She was talking about her tweens, and she was saying how little our voice matters anymore, like the transition between friends and other sources being an influence. Once your kid's a tween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, and, and so that is something to think about. Like, yes, we do have an influence when our kids are younger, but as they get older, we we matter less and less. And I think we need to be more aware of the media. That We've talked about that before, too, that, you know, kind of our job in raising kids from when they're little is to raise them into being good adults. Right. And so we raise them with hopefully the best values and a critical eye. And we teach them how to look at the media and gender stereotypes and the difference between boys and girls and what they can and can't play with and how certain movies depict girls. Like, by the way, where are the noses on these dolls? Why don't any Barbies have noses? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what they have against noses, first of all. But anyway, sidebar. Um, So I think that when you're a parent, you do those things knowing that eventually you're going to have to say goodbye and send them out into the world and hope that you've trained them well. And so um, that's why I think, you know, this stuff is really important to talk about. And I'm waiting to hear all the, you know, the backlash to the dolls that they're 
you know, promoting unhealthy body types or they're too curvy or they're pear-shaped or, you know, I don't know what. It'll come. It'll come. I'm waiting for all the, like, mansplainers on Twitter to be like, ugh, fat Barbies. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that the positive comments that we've been seeing, and I think, you know, I'm looking at comments from friends and and all over social media – have really been making that that's going to just drown out that noise. I really hope it does. I hope, I hope the sales just crush it. Well, that will be the real test, won't it? It's like, let's see how they sell. And if it goes beyond kind of the progressive moms looking for this, or if it really has mainstream appeal, I think at minimum, the racial diversity is huge, huge, huge. That's a major step. I love seeing black dolls that don't have like, white hair dyed black you know like they're actually you know it looks like african-american hair and i think that's so great well i'm curious to see what's going to happen and i would love to know what the listeners what you guys think i mean is this something that you're going to be purchasing for your boys for your girls have you you know turned a corner when it comes to barbies in general i know so many moms out there and 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 dads too are kind of like anti-barbie so is this going to change your opinion? And uh, yeah, I'd like to know if you're interested, what you think, is it good, is it bad, and what could they do better? Because I guarantee you, Mattel is listening right now, and this is a great opportunity to use your voice as parents and as consumers. So as always, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can email us, which is a great way to use more than 140 characters. It's spawned at coolmompics.com. Tweet us at coolmompics using the hashtag show, which is an easy way to find your tweets. Visit us on our Facebook page or just, you know, like look us up in the phone book. We'll take your calls. (laughs) (laughs) So before we share our cool picks of the week, first we've got a word from our sponsor, then we'll be right back. There are tons of benefits of juicing vegetables, but we know busy parents don't have a whole lot of time. Now you can get the benefits of juicing without the hassle with Organifi Green Juice because it ships straight to your home. No shopping, no juicing, no blending. So easy, and honestly, if the rabid fans on their website are any indication, it's totally delicious. The great thing is Spawned listeners can even try it completely risk-free for 30 days and get a big discount to boot. Just go to OrganifiShop.com slash Spawned. That's Organifi with an I instead of a Y. And when you're there, enter coupon code Spawned and you'll get 20% off your order. Yay for getting healthier all while saving money. So now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! So Kristen, this is a brand new one. I don't know if you saw this on our site today. But Lilla Baby, which makes one of our very favorite baby carriers, they just came out with a new one, and this is cool. You know how the coloring book trend has now extended to adults, and there's, like, tons of cool adult coloring books out there? Like, yeah, it's insane, actually. So they just came out with a really cool new fabric for their baby carriers that's basically like a coloring book page. It's wait, wait, so hold great. On. Wait, so, so they, you can color you on? You can color in your own baby carrier. And I know that's not for everybody. It's got like peace signs and hearts. You just use fabric markers the way like kids color in their tote bags. But here's what I think is cool about it. If you're having a second or third or fourth child and you've got an older kid, yes! wouldn't this be such an awesome baby shower gift so that actually your older child can color in the carrier and feel like they're participating I have to say I did not read your post and I was thinking the same exact thing Liz oh because we have one brain Kristen. we have one brain but I do have to say also mm-hmm. it could be a great way to occupy your children while you're out <laughs> <laughs> here color in the baby carrier you color your baby sister's butt right now ah! 
Or, you know, it's also a good baby shower gift because during those final weeks of that awful third trimester, I think it can be kind of zen to just be like zoning out and coloring little rainbows in fine fine point marker on your baby carrier. So anyway, that's from Lilla Baby. We'll link it up on our site. Super cool. And that's my cool pick of the week. How about you? Well, I have had a little more time to watch television, Liz, these days. Yeah, with all the snow. And upon the recommendation of a friend, I watched the documentary Twinster. Have you seen that one? No. What is that? I haven't oh, heard of it. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. And I I'm think guessing it's, so- it's about twins. <laughs> Liz, you are on the ball today. What Woo-hoo! did you have for breakfast? Coffee. Um, <laughs> basically, it's these two young women that were separated at birth, two Korean women. They were adopted, one in France, one in the United States. And guess how they find each other? Just you guess, Liz. Uh, MySpace. (laughs) So close. YouTube. YouTube. Are you serious? A friend of the the French girl saw the uh, LA girl on a YouTube video that was super viral. She's actually an actress. And that's how they found each other. And she was like, oh, you look exactly like someone I know. Exactly. And they tried <gasps> to get a hold of her. They used Facebook. They used what? Instagram. So it's kind of a really current story. And, um, you know, there are some curse words as I attempted to watch it with my 11-year-old last night. So just keep that in mind. But it is really cool for kids if you're, you know, you can beep stuff out if you're, or however you feel about curse words. But I th- it was really fun, something you could watch with your older kids. Like, but- how bad are the curse words? I mean, <laughs> it's not like dead. Would <laughs> right, you know, they're just kind of exclaiming things because it's so crazy. So, Bitch, just keep I'm so glad I found you, <laughs> <laughs> or more like, What the F? Which Got I would it. do if you saw yourself across the screen and you had no idea that you were a twin. I mean, I would be saying expletives too. That's outrageous. I want to see it. So, it's called anyway. Twinster. It's on what, what network? It's on Netflix. Excellent, great, cool pick. Thank you. I'm gonna go watch that tonight. So that's it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Huge thanks to our producer, Kristen Meinzer, and also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Yeah, you're getting two Kristens for the price of one now on Spawned. I'll take it. It's a bargain. Twinster. <laughs> Twinster Kristens. And hey, make sure that you subscribe to Spawned with Kristen and Liz in iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcast app and download the episode so you can listen to it anywhere you go. Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye.